everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on social at Beat on 300. And today we are going to recap the 21 to 19 victory in the Camellia Bowl, which saw our NIU Huskies break the bowl streak, get back in the win column for a bowl game against the team we did it against the last time, too. So our last two bowl wins come against Arkansas State. It was a very fun first half, arguably the most fun I've had watching an NIU game. Uh, in my life. Honestly, it was a very fun first half. You had the the Cannonwoodill kick return for a touchdown. You had some interceptions. You had some great plays on both sides of the ball. And we had control for the entire first half, right? It goes into the half 21 to 10. You go into the second half thinking, probably just need a touchdown or two and we could seal this one up. Like we were on the verge of going up three scores before the half and it didn't work out that way. And the second half, it was weird. It was a strange half of football. Uh, we didn't score any points. We missed two kicks, and we couldn't finish drives. It was a very strange and, I guess, maybe par for the course half of football. Uh, but it, it ended up working out in our favor. Uh, we ended up winning this one 21-19. to And from start to finish, I couldn't be more proud of the way the guys performed on the field, the way the guys stayed composed, and just the way the guys uh, were professionals when they were down there uh, in Alabama, whether it was throughout the week, before the game, after the game. So I'm just I'm, – I'm a happy Husky fan right now, and I know a lot of our other fans are going to be happy as well. But from the very outset of this game, Arkansas State wanted to play – the antagonizer. I don't know the the asshole role, if you will. Like I'm not. I'm, I don't cut and dry, I don't cut around bullshit. Like they tried to fight us at the beginning of the game, and throughout many different parts of the game, you have their players throwing punches. You have their players hitting our players after the whistle. You just have undisciplined football and. You know, we've seen 12 other teams this year. We've seen 12 other coaching staffs, 12 other sets of players, and I've seen a million other football games, and I haven't seen anyone act the way Arkansas State did from the very jump. And I think with the exception of, like, one or two penalties, which at the end of the day, it's football. Coach Hammock talked about it when they talked with him uh, in between the quarters and the halves, is they, they compose themselves, man, like – the guys on Arkansas State were trying to get in our guys' head for four quarters, and I think we only had one one penalty after the whistle. And they talked with their pads. Amaria Knighton absolutely blasted someone back to fucking Little Rock or wherever these losers are from, uh, and it was a clean hit. They tried to review it for targeting, passed through the, passed through the review, and Amarian got to stay in the game. Uh, and if that was targeting, that, that would be one of those moments where you just see my head explode and say, I, I, this isn't the football that I grew up in love and know. So very happy Amarion had a, a talk with his pads moment. And then, two uh, moments after Rocky got late hit, uh, it was the very next play, actually. Rocky got late hit down in the red zone on the goal line and – I'm sitting, you know, I'm in, I'm in Colorado. I'm watching the game with family, and I'm sitting there. I go, they're going to run a QB draw, and they're going to run it right at 92. So 92 was the player 
uh, that hit Rocky after the whistle. Uh, the very next play, they ran, you know, Rocky in the battering ram. It was literally just a QB draw. They pulled the guard over, and Rocky ends up running it in for a touchdown, second touchdown of the game. And then the final touchdown and in, in, in the final time that we scored, best play of the game, best play of the season, happy and fucking pumped for Tom uh, Tom Foley and Cannon Woodle and, and Isaac Hatfield. Those are guys that work super hard throughout the course of a season. They have a very monotonous job, uh, especially in, in the case of, of Tom and Isaac, right? Like Tom just punts the ball and Isaac just snaps the ball. Uh, Cannon kicks field goals, so there's a little bit more um, – little bit more oomph, a little bit more juice with that, right? Like you're getting points, you're kicking extra points, uh, all that stuff. Like it's a little bit different than just snapping a football or kicking punts. All three of them combined on a very, very great play. And one of my favorite plays, uh, as an NIU Husky fan, they ran the fake field goal from 33 yards out, and it was a perfect snap, a perfect flip, and Cannon Woodle literally looked like Tyreek Hill. Like Cannon Woodle is is – Fast. I did not expect him to be that fast. And the second he got to the second level of that defense, there was nobody home. So all he had to do was just hold on to the football and get to the end zone. And he did. And I know that Cannon will be extremely hard on himself uh, after the fact because he missed two kicks, kicks that he makes 100 times out of 100. So I know Cannon will be hard on himself, but Ain't no, ain't nobody in Husky Nation upset with him, man. Like he got what ultimately turned out to be the game-winning touchdown. It was the final score for us on the day, and what got us to twenty-one. And he just gave us a moment in time that during bowl season, like that is why you play bowl season. You play bowl season to let guys um, that don't get to do things like that do things like that. And and we saw it so many different times. So many trick plays. You saw. You know, Rocky going in motion in, in some of our wildcat packages. You saw great plays on the defensive side of the ball at all three levels, whether it was Esther, uh, whether it was Valcarsal. All these guys make good plays on the defensive side of the ball, and it was good to see them put together another great four-quarter performance. They held Arkansas State to only 19 points, and those points were were. I wouldn't even say fluky, but like the first touchdown of the game was literally just a double move. And Jacob Finley just had, he just, uh, he had, he had the wrong read. He, he, he cut in on the slant and there was nobody home. So, I mean, stuff like that's going to happen throughout the course of, of a, of a season and throughout the course of a game. But the defense, they really controlled the tempo against from what coach Hammock said in the, earlier in the week, a line that was stronger than us, a line that was bigger than us. And we went out there and did our thing. And I'm happy with the way that we ran the football. And Terry O'Brown did a, did a great job running the football on the offensive side of the ball. He ends the day with 26 carries for 132 yards. And it, and it goes without being said, but welcome back, Trayvon Rudolph. But I'm so excited, uh, regardless of who is throwing the ball next season, to get Grayson Barnes back for another year of football. The guy had an absolutely incredible catch with an amazing throw. Rocky put it in a spot that only Grayson could catch it on the first touchdown of the game, and they connected on one of the more beautiful offensive plays that we've seen this season. 
one of the better passes that we've seen from Rocky Lombardi and one of the better catches that we've seen from Grayson Barnes or any receiver uh, in that room for that matter. So you saw a little bit of everything, right? Like you saw great, you saw great offensive football at certain points. You saw great defensive football for a majority of the game and you saw great play on special teams. You saw composure and professionalism, not only from the players, but from the coaching staff in the heat of battle uh, when Butch Jones looked like an absolute loser and a terrible example uh, on how to be a man for his program throughout various parts of the game. Very funny, uh, mean potential from this game. And, like, I'm just – I'm happy, I'm proud, and regardless of whether or not those guys were offsides on the kick, we are paid back, and the referees from the Cure Bowl are vindicated. People are trying to say that – that we paid off the rest, bro. We're the brokest. We're literally the brokest fucking school in the world. We did not pay off the refs. It it was a bang bang call. It got reviewed. They went back and looked at it, and we ended up winning the game. So, I just it's one of those things that I thought we were gonna have to go to war on Twitter with Arkansas State fans, and we didn't have to. They didn't. You know, I don't think they have too much internet access in Arkansas. But the boys were able to find a way to win a football game uh, on the road. They were able to send the seniors off the right way. They were able to build momentum going into next season, stuff that they all talked about. And I think, too, one of the most important things is the final record on the season is 7-6. and six. After all the talk, after my head exploding at various points throughout the season and, and Husky Nation being very upset with this team, they end the season as bull champs. They end the season at seven and six, and they end the season with the highest GPA I think in recent in recent history or in team history. I can't remember exactly what the post said, but there was success on all avenues in every front for this program. And at the end of the day, yeah, we didn't win a MAC championship, but we did very well this season, and I'm happy for the players, for the coaches, and for the program. And I. It was a challenge. It was a challenging season at many different points of the season, and for the guys to be able to finish the season strongly, finish the way they did, go out there, win a bowl game against a Sun Belt uh, opponent, a conference that we played two years ago in the bowl game. So our, our last two bowl appearances are actually against the same conference. Uh, it just goes to show the growth and the ability to battle through adversity that this team has exuded throughout this entire season. I'm going to go through some of the some of the stats from the box score, but yeah, <laughs> Tom Foley has a perfect QBR, 100% or 100, uh, one 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 completion, one attempt, 32 yards and a tutty. Rocky was 18 to 29, 200 uh, 200 yards through the air, a touchdown and two picks and two picks on the day. And then he also had the rushing touchdown and 21 yards on the ground. Gavin Williams, who him and him and Ontario will be back next season. It's going to be a great, great duo to have back. Uh, Gavin had 40 yards on uh, nine carries for 4.4 yards a pop. And then AB, he had 25 carries, uh, 132 yards with a long of 32. Tried to get Justin Lynch involved, and they tried to get some handoffs uh, to Trayvon Rudolph, but uh, it was more the Brown and Williams show and more that we can expect for next season uh, from those guys. Uh, in the receiver room, though, Grayson Barnes led the way. Five receptions, 105 yards with a tutty. 
Cannon Woodle, second leading receiver. That's just so awesome to look at on the box score. Uh, catch for 32 yards and a tutty. Trayvon, five catches for 32. Tavis had 18 on one. Uh, Kyle Thomas had two for 17. And Dane Partridge, who wasn't used as much as I thought he would have been in this game, one catch, 15 yards. So uh, not like a overwhelming stat day, but I just think it was one of those days that everybody was locked in. Everybody did their one of one and everybody went out there and took care of business. And that's why we ended up winning the game at the end of the day. The Huskies cash as plus 130 underdogs. They were uh, underdogs going into this game. And I think we always do a little bit better when we're underdogs. I think that goes without being said. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the stats go. So, yeah, Javon Bird had the interception early in the game and then no fumbles. Uh, but tackle-wise, tackle-wise, the Dolph man led the way. He had six total tackles with four solos. Uh, Ray Thomas also had six total, but one solo. And Deron Gilbert had six total and three solo. Uh, Ray Thomas had a half a sack. Uh, Javon Bird obviously has it has the interception in the TFL. Hanson had a TFL. Roy Williams with a TFL. So not like a crazy overwhelming day statistically on the defensive side of the ball. But I think if you if you know ball and you watch that game, the defense controlled the tempo from the very outset. And in a game that Arkansas State was trying to intimidate us. They were trying to be all big and bad and, and whatever the fuck they were going for. The guys talk with their pads. They thumped out there. They hit well. They stayed disciplined. And with the exception of one broken coverage in the first quarter and a drive in the fourth quarter, they literally dominated this game. And the defense, you know, they lose, guy, they lose a guy like James Esther up the middle. Uh, that'll be hard to replace, but the defense is in a very good position for next season. Tyler Jackson will be gone as well. Deron Gilbert will be gone. So there is quite some pieces to replace on the defensive side of the ball, but the defense has the blueprint and, you know, the proof was in the pudding. They were a top, top unit uh, this season. And I look for them and coach D Benedetto to build on that uh, going into next season. One thing I did see uh, after the game, I went on, you know, obviously I'm a member of the Husky Fanatic page on Facebook, so I see uh, all of our posts that our fans post, good, bad, and ugly. And I saw that a lady that lives down in Alabama uh, actually posted it. She, she found the group and posted in the Facebook group and said uh, that after the game, uh, Nate, Nate Valcarcel, starting safety, all-conference player, should be all-conference player. He's all-conference player in our eyes, but uh, just an absolute phenomenal player. Uh, after the game, went and took pictures and signed autographs and not just had a conversation like, hey, buddy, what's up? Like, thanks for coming to my game. Like, I looked at the pictures because the mom posted the picture, and uh, you could see the animation, like, in Nate's face. You could see how involved and in, in invested he is in the conversation that he has uh with with the you know the younger kid from Alabama that that wasn't an NIU fan just came to watch a football game it might be an NIU fan for life so uh that's the type of stuff that as an NIU fan like 
whether we win or lose, you you want players like Nate Falcarso in your program. And from walk-on uh, to, to earning a scholarship, to earning a starting position, to being one of the best players uh, on the defense, to being one of the better guys in the locker room, Nate Valcarso will have a C on his chest if it's not by spring practice, like tomorrow. So uh, very happy when we see things like that from our players. And I'm sure there's more instances from players uh, that were celebrating after the game or, or in the community down in Alabama uh, being a, a, a excellent representation of our program. But that was just the one that I saw. So, yeah, I mean, Sometimes after a game, I'm very upset. Sometimes I'm screaming into a mic and we're freaking out as a fan base. But I think all things considered with a fan base that didn't really know what to expect going into this bowl game, whether we were going to win, whether we were going to lose, who was going to play, who was going to be in the portal, and just whether it meant anything to us. I think it meant everything to us. It was a great Husky, uh, a great Christmas gift to Husky fans. And for the guys that will be back next year in the program, it's a great stepping stone to get back. Uh, you know, when you get back in the weight room and you get out onto the field and, and get ready for next season, you know that you ended this season on the right note. And I'm proud of just the full body of work that we saw from the guys this season. I know it wasn't our best season uh, as NIU fans, but – it's a season that we as fans, we as alumni and the players and coaches can look back and be proud of. So with that being said, like offensively, uh, player of the game. Player of the game, I'm going to go Grayson Barnes. Um, obviously, Rocky's the guy who's got to get him the ball, but the kid is phenomenal and he got better throughout every week of the season. So I'm very excited uh, just to see which direction – uh, he goes in the off season that he get, gets a little bit more weight if he's more of a tight end or if he's more of a receiver. But what I know is Grayson Barnes is, we'll say, pass catcher one or two uh, going into next season. Obviously, we'll have Trayvon Rudolph back as well. But kid's phenomenal, great, great athlete, and I just look forward to seeing the progress that he makes in the in the off season. But on the defensive side of the ball. I think I got to go with the Birdman. I think that the interception, right, was a, a seven-point swing, right? It would have scored a touchdown on that drive for sure. And Javon Bird has had a really good season in a sense that he is our lockdown corner. Before it was Jordan Gandy, and, you know, you lose your, your one and your two corner in, in the transfer portal – and Javon Bird's a guy that stepped up from the very first day of the season, and he played consistent football all throughout the season. And the interception that he made was a hell of a play, first of all. It was the concentration to stay with the ball. Everything that had to do with that play was absolutely phenomenal. And he ends up with four tackles and a TFL as well. So we'll give it to Javon Bird for the day. And then special teams. I mean, I don't think I really even have to explain who the players of the game are on special teams, but we're going to go with the three-man duo or the three-man trio. Isaac Hatfield, Tom Foley, and Cannon Wood. Three guys that bleed red and black, three guys that have been waiting for their moment to make a play like that all season, and three guys 
that went out there and executed and got a touchdown from a fake field goal from 33 yards out. And if any of you guys have ever seen Cannon Woodle, Cannon Woodle is not a very physically imposing human being. He's probably about the same size as me. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit more heavy set because I'm the out of shape podcaster and he's the athlete, but he's not. I mean, he's a kicker. You should know he's not going to be built like Rocky or built like uh, Nolan Potter or James Esther, you know? So very, very proud and happy uh, for the punt, the, the the field goal unit to go out there and, and find a touchdown and ultimately the winning touchdown in the game. Um, I would assume I did I, with the holidays and everything. I haven't been like on sports center, like watching all that stuff. I would assume that was a top 10 play on sports center had to have been, it was definitely one of the most electric plays of the day uh, in college football. And there was quite a few games going that day. I think there was like five games that day. So that was a, a fun day to watch for college football and, and actually the last full Saturday of the season. So I think that has to be the play of the game and the play of the day and the play of the season, to be honest, but uh, happy with those guys. Um, really, really proud of the way the coaching staff battled uh, before the game. There was a lot going on. So first and foremost, and I probably should have prefaced this at the very beginning of the episode, but rest in peace to mission. Our live mascot. We lost. We lost Mission the night before the game, and uh, it's always tough losing someone or, or or a dog. I lost my dog last year, and losing a dog is is very very tough. Um, this is a dog that's touched the community of NIU for years, and people will remember his contributions uh, just as our live mascot, as our our little pump-up guy running through the end zone, going on campus, visiting people. Everybody loves a good dog. And if you don't like dogs, I got, I got an issue with you. But we ended up losing mission on Saturday. Um, throughout the week, two of our players, too, also lost their dogs. Billy Dozier lost his pup early in the week. And, you know, that's like I, like I just said, it's a very tough thing to go through. So, you know, he was playing with a heavy heart uh, out there yesterday. And then Rocky, Rocky lost his pup. I I want to say it was like Tuesday. So they they both lost their dogs, and we as Husky Nation uh, lost our dog as well. So a very very sad week uh, for the pups of Husky Nation. And then I want to take a moment um, to also give Coach Eric Eisness his flowers too, because Coach Eisness Coach Eisness. Um, kind of announced to Husky Nation that him and his family have been battling for the last 10 months because his wife has had cancer. And I think that, you know, with everything that Coach Eisner, that, that he has had to go through this season uh, with his family, uh, he was demoted and, and is no longer the offensive coordinator and the play caller. I have the utmost respect for that man. And, uh, he's, a, he's a family man. He's a great coach. He's someone that has put the program first throughout his entire time um, at NIU and, and someone that very easily could have quit and walked away when, when the play calling duties were taken away from him. But that guy, just like all the players on the team, embraced the adversity. He stepped up and he did what was right for his family and right for his program. 
and they went out there and they win a football game on Saturday. So I'm happy for Coach Isis, and I'm happy for his family uh, through this very tough time uh, to continue to fight the good fight. And I know that um, I know that it's a uh, it, it's almost like it's like when you raise a kid, it takes the village. When you're going through something like that, it takes the village. So players, coaches, whoever, I can only imagine how supportive they've been uh, for Kochi throughout this time. And, and I just want Husky Nation to be supportive of our guys uh, throughout this time, whether you Kochi, Rocky, Billy, any of the guys that are, are going through something right now. And just Husky Nation losing the mission too. So it's a very uh, testing week for, for the sum of our parts, but everybody was able to battle through it. Our Huskies were able to find a way to win a football game out there in Alabama and, and end the bowl streak. They came home uh, with an empty seat next to Coach Hammock, like I said, with a trophy seat belted into it, and he had the biggest smile on his face. Uh, so I'm just happy, happy for everyone involved. Uh, the best Christmas gift that we could get from our NIU Huskies, and uh, we are on to the offseason. We – have put another season behind us, uh, another great season out there on the field, uh, whether it be the win against Boston College, finding a way to get get bowl eligible against Kent State, or winning this damn bowl game and ending the streak. The guys answered the call all throughout the season, and they all came out better men, and I think we all came out a little bit more patient and uh, – forgiving and, and understanding as fans but uh signing off for the last time this season whether you tuned in throughout you know every episode that we've ever done whether this is your first season or this is your very first show we always appreciate your support uh we look forward to getting back on the microphone in the off season uh with some player interviews you obviously know we'll be back out in DeKalb for pro day Gonna have a busy pro day this year with guys like Rocky Lombardi, Casper Rukowitz, James Esther, all gearing up towards professional careers. Uh, but with that being said, we always appreciate the support. We'll be back hopefully sooner rather than later. But it, it is a, a good time uh, for me to take a, a break from podcasting, as you guys all know, throughout the season. I do do a lot of these throughout the year with all the teams that I cover, but I, I love doing it. And, uh, it was good to feel something the other day, feel uh, emotions, feel happy for the guys and scream at a TV, even though I was a thousand miles away in Denver. But Husky Nation, you guys know I love you all. Uh, we'll be back with you guys, hopefully in the coming weeks. But as Mama would always say, Huskies by a thousand. I know they only won by two. It's close enough to a thousand for me. Follow the socials at BDON300 and at Huskies on tap. And we'll be back with you guys here in the near future. We got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart.